Good evening, everyone. Welcome to our 5 p.m. service. You know, in history, here in Victory Green Hills and across the metro, the services on the first Sunday of the year is always jam-packed. Tap the person to your right, say, I'm blessed that you're here today. Now, I want you to tap the person to your left. But before you say anything, just give them a smile first. Give them a smile now. Sabi mo, the best smile that you can give for the year. Bigyan mo na smile. Yeah. And then say this. I hope to see you every Sunday until December. I'm glad you're here today. Welcome and Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Decade. We're celebrating a new decade as we enter 2020. Are you guys excited for the year? Are you guys excited for the Word of God tonight? You know, what's nice about New Year is a reset for all of us. It's a time for us to start the year right. It's a time for us to say goodbye to last year, the things we don't like, the things we don't want to do anymore, the things that we want to turn our backs from, the bad things, the horrible things, the things that we want new, we can actually Set aside and look at a good future. And I hope all of us are like this today. We're excited not only for the new year, but we're talking about the new decade of our lives. This is the good thing about new year. There is newness. And I am sure, and I'm pretty sure, all of us here have plans with our lives, right? We all have plans. Some of you have a great plan to start the year by entering work with the biggest smile. Excited kayong pumasok bukas. No, you're so excited to wake up early tomorrow in the, in the name of Jesus that when you go to office, when you see your boss, you will say, Boss, I missed you. Ganito tayong mga Christians, right? We're not gonna drag ourselves to work, but we will enjoy work. Why? Because we have a plan to start the year right. Not only in our work, we are excited about the plans that we have. You're excited about the vacations you're, you're gonna do this year, right? Kawawa naman po yung 5 p.m. Wala silang plano, no? I'm sure a lot of you have booked tickets already for trips this coming year. We have plans. And that's good. But at the same time, the question is, have you planned out your life with the Lord? As believers, as Christians, this is what I want to ask you. How do you start the new year with God? How do we start? We're going to go through the Word of God today in Exodus to learn how we should start our new year as we enter the new decade. And we are going to go through the life of Moses. What do we know about Moses? He was the one who parted the Red Sea. He was the one who brought the people of God who were slaves by the Egyptians out and into the wilderness and prepared them to the promised land. He was the one who spoke to God. He was the one who invented the first iPad, right? The first tablets. You'll get there. Moses was a man of God. He had a very close relationship with God. But the thing that we will talk about Moses today is the Moses before God. Who was Moses before God? He was actually a lost being. He was a person who didn't know who he was. Why? He was actually born a Hebrew, but because of the decree of the Pharaoh that he would kill every child that is born, 
What did his mom do? He was so afraid that he puts Moses in, a, in something that would float and puts it in the Nile River. And for some divine reason, who gets Moses? The daughter of the Pharaoh. So Moses was a Hebrew, but at the same time, he was also an Egyptian. He didn't know who he really was. Confused. A lot of us in our lives are somewhat confused from time to time. What else do we know? He also made bad decisions. That this bad decision actually made him kill someone. You know the story? He saw someone who was oppressing a Hebrew. Na realize niya, I'm also a Hebrew. Bakit mo sinasaktan? And so now he defends this Hebrew. The, the Egyptian soldier who was whipping, he actually fights him and he accidentally kills this person. What does he do? He leaves Egypt. He was so afraid that the Pharaoh would kill him. He leaves Egypt and goes to a place called Midian, which is 288 miles. How far is that? 288 miles, imagine. It's around 420 kilometers, which is from here to Baguio and going back. He walked that far. Sipin mo, no? Naglakad siya to just get away from everything. Some of us, just like Moses, want to go away and get away from our past. But something happened in the life of Moses that actually changed everything for him. And it was his meeting with the Lord. And so we start in our reading for today with Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. So if you have your Bibles with you, we will go through some parts of chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. And it starts with this. Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father, father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian, and he led his flocks to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. We see here, it was a fresh start for Moses. He was now a shepherd of the flock of his father-in-law. What does that mean? You have to imagine, he was the son of the Pharaoh due to adoption. And so growing up, what did he do? Kumakain lang ng grapes yan, di ba? Buhay palasyo. It was relaxed for him. Whatever he wanted, he would probably get. And so now he needs to work. He runs away from everything and starts a new life. Parang new year to for Moses. And so as he starts the new year, sabi niya, I'm going to be good at work. So he tends these flocks, these sheep or whatever that he brings. He brings it to a far place. Sabi niya, I can take care of them. And so he brings them to this place. And this is what happens in verse 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire. Out of the midst of the bush, he looked and behold, the bush was burning, yet it was not consumed. This was God showing up to Moses. He looks and he sees something that was burning up, but it was not consumed. You know, God calls us this 2020 to a personal relationship with him. Do you agree with that? And so if there's one thing I want to preach today, it's this. That we need encounters with God this 2020. To start the year right, we need to encounter God just like how Moses encounters God. 
And so how does Moses encounter God? Let's go back to the text. It says, He looked and behold, the bush was not burning, yet it was not consumed. Imagine right now with me. There's a bush or a small plant. When you look at it, when you're walking, if you have, um, I don't know, but I live in a place where I have a backyard. Meron po backyard. Maliit lang, no? mga 10 hectares lang. And so I would walk. <laughs> Wala po backyard. Ang condo po, walang backyard. Pader lang, no? You know, when you see something burning, automatically you look at it and then that's it, di ba? Ay, may nasusunog. And then you go your way. Why? It's not something that you haven't seen before. But what is different about this text? It says, it was burning but it was not consumed. Hindi na ubos. What does that mean? I'm going to share with you an illustration that I experienced. When um, me and my wife, um, during the holidays, would actually go up the mountains to spend our holidays. And this year, uh, I was running after one of our cutest um, pamangkens, Raiko. He was running around. Ang kulit talaga, no? Sabi niya, Tito Francis, catch me. So I would catch him. And when, we, when I went out the house, I saw something near the plant rack. It was a wood. So sabi ko, ah, ano to? Yung mga natanggal. Yung baka natanggal. What do you think this is? Diba? Baka natanggal from the puno, hinangin, baka para siyang yung walis ting-ting, nanabali or something. And so, I saw it and I just said, oh, that's nothing. Why? I was actually running after the kid. You know, in the afternoon, I saw videos and pictures in our family Viber group. And this is a video that my mother-in-law showed. Yan. Naglalakad na. Naglalakad na. What's the difference when I saw it and when they saw it? You know, when I looked at it, I said, it's probably just wood. But when they looked at it and they observed it and they intently looked at it and gazed upon it, they realized it was not a stick. It was moving. You know, some of us, in life, we look at things and just glance and say, that's nothing. But the reality is, it might be something. You want to know a secret of how your 2019 has transpired? You know, some of us missed out on God when He was showing up. We just look at it and say, it's nothing. And so I researched about this, and it's called a stick insect, literally. It's a phasmatidae, its scientific name, and my sister-in-law called it, I am Groot. <laughs> now, we say hi to it. No? It's a stick plant. Nandito po siya. You know, we can encounter God in a very personal way. The question is, are we intently looking at it? Verse 3, And Moses said, I will turn aside to see this great side why the bush is not burned. Moses turned aside despite him uh, ushering this sheep that he's tending. He looks aside even though he knew that he needed to go home because it's a far place. He looked aside even though he knew that he might lose one of the things that he is pasturing. He looks aside and gives time 
to that burning bush. You know, the burning bush was there for a reason. It was there to show God that he wanted Moses' attention. Uh, one of the things that you can do during vacation is to watch a lot of movies, right? Ako lang talaga yata yung ano, no? Hindi ko alam kung weirdo ba ako, Lord, or may Netflix naman na, no? Yes. And I was able to watch this movie. It's entitled The Case for Christ. This is a true story about Lee uh, Strobel. If you have an opportunity to watch it, please do. This is a true story of... Lee Strobel is a uh, Chicago journalist during the 1970s, late 70s. And one thing about Lee Strobel was he was an atheist. He lived his life as an atheist with his wife. And so one day, they had a date after a promotion. They were having dinner. And their daughter wanted to buy a gumball. Alam niyo yan, yung gumball. So, buys a gumball, goes to the side, and then bumalik, ano na, Daddy, ah, Daddy, ah, ah, ganun. So, na-choke. Unfortunately, the couple didn't know what to do. They were, they were in panic, and now they shout, Help, help! And so there was this nurse running to them and said, I'm a nurse, I can help. Thus, the Heimlich Maneuver for kids, for some reason, it was different from how I know, di ba ganon? So ito, pinahiga, pinadapa, tapos sa likod. Now, she spits out the gumball and the parents were relieved, of course. You know, the first thing that the mom did was to say thank you to this nurse. She said, thank you very much. You know, we're so lucky that you're here. What if you weren't here? We might have lost our daughter. You want to know what the nurse said? This is what she said. You know you're not lucky. It's Jesus. Because we were bound to go to a different restaurant, but for some reason, we end up eating here. She says, thank you very much. And that's it. They go home. But as soon as they got home, the mom was so bothered about that statement about Jesus, about Jesus saving their daughter, about Jesus bringing this couple to this area, about Jesus being the one to orchestrate that the daughter will be saved. She tells her husband about it and the husband says, don't think about it. It doesn't mean anything. It's just luck. luck. It's random. Let's just be thankful. You know, two people, same encounter, same burning bush, but one responded God's way, but the other turns their back. How do we respond in God moments in our lives? How do we respond in the things that God brings us in our lives? I'm sure that all of you have been blessed by God at least once in your life. Amen? You know, when we encounter the small blessings or the big, how do we see it? Do we see it as a burning bush or just luck? Or is it about how you're good at things? Pag kinongratulate ka, galing mo naman. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's me, all me. When was the last time you knew it was a God moment in your life? I want to share with you one of the reasons why I wanted to preach this today. I also had my burning bush during the break. I also had my God moment. 
the burning bush that couldn't be consumed. I was um, in my PJs at 4 o'clock. Obviously, hindi ako naligo. Quiet, alone. And I was praying to God. And I was saying, Lord, next year, these are the things that I really hope would happen in me and my wife's life. And I hope it happens this way. Do you have conversations with God like that? Lord, I pray that ito na yung mangyari sa amin by 2020 and I hope it happens this way. Lord, I pray that in, in this area of our lives, ganito mangyari na mag-open yung door na ganito. And so, I caught myself talking to God about the things that I am believing for but also how He would do it. And I paused for a while and for some reason, this is the word that God reminded me. My way. My way? God said, Francis, my way. My way? Kakanta ba ako gabi sa party? My way? I've been thinking about it. My way. My way. I was repeating it. My way. For some reason, after a few minutes, this is what I realized. God was reminding me of a verse that I've read, not only once, but several times, but it became very personal with me. Isaiah 55. The Bible says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. The word of God for me this year is, it's going to be through my way. It's not how you want me to do it, but it's going to be my way. I wrote down a few things. I was asking my wife about it. And I believe this is the word of God for me this year. God says, watch me do it my way. You know, my personal burning bush for 2020 is something that I'm excited for. Why? Because I know God has spoken to me in a very personal way. And so now I don't need to be pressured to ask Him for something even with the way. Na experience yun na yun, di ba? You ask God, Lord, I want this to happen. Dapat ganito mo gawin. I believe God wants to speak to you in a very personal way. And for me, He says, Francis, it's gonna be my way. But Lord, sa ministry ko, how do I level up my preaching? When the 5 p.m. congregation, natutulog sila every week, meron tatlong tao every week. I'm gonna wake them up my way. Watch me. Hindi, Lord, ano ba yun? Do I give them rest? I'm gonna wake him up my way. It's a very personal word to me. And I pray that you will also encounter a very personal God this year for you. So we continue, Exodus 3 verse 4, When the Lord saw that he turned aside, when he saw the attention that Moses gave, when he saw na tumingin na si Moses, and he observed, he went near, what did Moses, what did God say to Moses? He called him by name. He said, Moses, Moses. Why is it that significant? You know, when you're in trouble with your parents, they call you twice. Or your full name. Alam niyo yan? Why? Because it's very important. And so now this burning bush, first words that it speaks, because we know this is God, He says the name of Moses. He says, Moses, Moses. And I want you to get this. This is the response of Moses. What did He say? 
Here I am. What does here I am mean? Think about it in your context. When somebody calls you and gets your attention, when you say, I'm here, here I am. What do you really mean when you say, here I am? Again, one of the days that we were there, vacation, um, my mom gave me and my wife this gadget, la, 2018 December. You know what this is? This is what they call a phone soap. It says it cleans the phones from bacteria. Sabi nila, ito daw pinakamaruming gadget that we have, phone soap. And so now we need to clean our phones. It's a UV light that disinfects the phone. And so every time you put your phone, you close it, the UV light cleans it, you have to wait for the light to turn off outside. When I read the manual, it says it's 10 minutes. So I closed it, cleaned the phone. When I was waiting for it to happen, sabi ko pa ka sa wife ko, Sirayata, parang antagal. Parang, in, parang 15 minutes na, parang 20 minutes na. During that time that we were in the table, we were having a light conversation with the family, and we were laughing, we were talking about a lot of things. But when I put my focus now on this phone soap, for some reason, my phone is still there. It's been 10 minutes and it's not yet done. I thought, baka may nag-text na sa akin, baka may nag-viber na, baka may nag-whatsapp na, baka may, nang, baka may news, baka may bagong chismis. They were talking to me and I was answering this way. Ah, ah, ah. Alam niya, you just answer out of... Gutom ah. ka? I was so focused on this. Why? Because I realized people are actually have actually mans, mastered a talent in this day and age. What's that? To be physically there but mentally absent. You can be physically here yet mentally far away. How many of you agree that your person that the person beside you is like this? Not you. Diba? Tayo naman, we can concentrate. Eh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a confession because it's the year 2020. As your pastor, I'm not a perfect husband. Sabi nila, I know, we know. <laughs> Siguro, no, in 2019, I've heard my wife say this to me. Are you listening? Oh, naman. Ano sinabi ko? Huh? I'm praying. <laughs> you know, we can actually physically be somewhere, but our mind is somewhere else. That's with people that we have in our lives. That's with work. That's with even church. But what about your personal devotion with the Lord? When you read the Word, are you physically there? Or are you just reading it and waiting for the four chapters or the two chapters to be done? Are you just waiting for that word that you like? I am blessed. Amen, Lord. Thank you. I'm done with my day. Are we physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally focused when we have our time with the Lord? One of the best books that I've read about the Word of God, about how to read the Word of God is the book entitled Eat This Book, I think by Eugene Patterson. And he was talking about a concept where you actually gnarl. Alam nyo ba yung gnarling? 
Gnarling is best described by the dog that eats a bone. Alam niyo yan? Yung paglalapitan mo. Parang iwok na yata yun. Parang yun. Diba? Yung uh, Junjun! Why? It's so consumed about eating the bone. When we do our time with the Lord, are we consumed by it? Or are we consumed by other things like a game in your phone? Like BuzzFeed or something? What distracts us? You know, I realized this and I had to do a research about our attention. Um, This is a 2017 article and it says here, the underlying reason you can't focus. The article starts with this. The first world has an attention problem. 2015 study of Microsoft Canada found that our average attention span, the amount of concentration time on a task without becoming distracted was 12 seconds in 2008. Imagine, 12 seconds, wala na kayo. Kaya, every week, kung alam nyo lang yung prayer, Lord, I pray that they listen to your word. Really? Why? Because the attention is very quick. Tingnan nyo, ngayon, tingnan nyo yung katabi nyo, hawak na nyo yung phone niya. Oh, hindi naman. Kaya naman niya mag-text na hindi nakatingin. But, this is bad news. It says, five years later, it was only eight second Seconds, one second less than the goldfish. Goldfish has nine seconds attention span. Do you know that? Tas tayo daw ngayon, in 2017, it is now only eight seconds. What does that make of us? You know what? Silverfish. Second place. The article goes to say, our new wealth of information has created a poverty of attention. We have a poverty of attention. What does that mean? We are poor in paying attention. We can't focus. Sad, really. I read this poem. Alam niyo, ganda pala nung may rest ka, no? I read, I watch. I appreciate poems. I read this poem. And there, here's what it says. Holy One, there's something I wanted to tell you, but there have been errands to run, bills to pay, arrangements to make, meetings to attend, friends to entertain, washing to do. And I forget what it is. I wanted to say to you and mostly forget what I'm about or why, oh God, don't forget me, please, for the sake of Jesus Christ. You know, we're so consumed about the busyness of life. But the problem is we need to put premium time for a time with the Lord this year. God wants to encounter you. That's a promise. And that is sure. The question is, are we missing out on, the, on those encounters? Are we missing out on the most important time that God wants to tell you His plans for you? Are we missing out just because we need to do something else? Are we missing out just because we need to to do the next task, to watch the next episode? We might be missing out. You know what we need to do as people of God? This. What's that? 
vacation. Actually, it's a picture of silence. It's a picture of peace. You know what we need to do as people of God to encounter Him in a very personal and powerful way this year? This is what we need. We need time of solitude. What solitude? It's more than being silent. It's pulling away, and I hope you write this down. Solitude means it's pulling away from the demands of our lives and drawing close to God. Setting aside the world and saying, Lord, I will put you first. You know, in this book that all of us, our pastors, Pastor Allen and I are reading and reading and again and again, is the book, one of the books about solitude. And this is what we learn. Our souls are very noisy, but at the same time, our souls are very thirsty. Sobrang ingay. Di tayo kayang mag be quiet and still. Sobrang ingay. And we can't have that time with the Lord. Solitude. You know what will change your life and encounter God in a personal way this year? Five minutes of solitude. I want to teach that to you today. You know, when you have devotion, and I hope you do, we usually prepare ourselves, right? We worship God. We play music. We play worship songs. And then we read, right? But you know, I want you to add this five minutes of your life with solitude before doing anything else. Find a place where you know it's quiet. I know it's a challenge for all of us, Kami, 12 bedroom po, maingay pa din. <laughs> Joke lang, 11 lang. You know, finding a place of solitude is a place where you know there's no distraction. And so the next thing that you do is go to that room and for five straight minutes, just sit down still. And I suggest don't bring your phone. Sit down still and allow God to speak to you for five straight minutes without reading your word with the word yet without praying yet you know tayo magaling tayo magpray we can talk to god but an encounter with god is saying lord i want you to speak to me this time time of solitude i want you to experience that today can i ask everyone to close their eyes Please put your phones aside. Close your eyes. And this is what I want you to do. Just once, say, Lord, what do you want to tell me? I'm going to give you two minutes. Just be silent. I'll stop talking. Pray. And then ask God, Lord, what do you want to tell me today?
Okay, open your eyes. How many of you felt refreshed? How many of you felt distracted? Parang merong mga iniisip na ibang bagay. How many of you felt that two minutes was enough? Tama yung two minutes. Meron ba? How many felt na it was too long? How many of you in 2020 will never raise your hand? You know, I stopped the clock at one minute. It's not two minutes. And I know it's not easy. I tried it the first time for five minutes. On the 30th second, I knew that I was thinking about something else. Ano kaya masarap na lunch? Saan kaya kami magla-lunch, mamaya ng mga pastors? Ano kaya ipipreach ko sa Sunday? Ang katinalikod ko. Dapat ba maligo na ako? But you know, God wants to talk to you in a personal way. But we need to silence ourselves. An encounter with God needs 100% of our attention. Not only in a worship service, not only in time of devotion. You want to know the secret for us to be able to have that close relationship with God in 2020? We need to create space for God. The busier you are, the more five minutes you carve out during the day. The more that you allow God to speak to you and meditate on His Word. Get that five minutes away. Just be alone. If you have to go to a cubicle in the CR, and just be alone to be quiet. Do that. Why? Because the more busy we are, the more we need God. You know, we can put God in the end. We have to put Him first in our lives. The Bible says, Meditate on the Word of God, on the book of the law, day and night, so that it will make you prosperous and successful. So you continue, we need to remind ourselves that the encounters with God, we need to give 100% of our attention. Verse 5, Then He said, Do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. The place that you're standing, the entering into the presence of the Lord is holy ground. The Lord says to Moses, I know the story of a man who lives in front of the park. His yung park na tinitira nila, it's surrounded by the houses. So this man would actually dress up at 70 years old, would dress up Neatly at 8 a.m. every morning, would go out, sit at the bench, would read a book. After 30 minutes, would go home. Every single day, he would do that. And they would see him well dressed. Minsan, akurbata. Minsan, formal na formal. He would do that every day. And so, this guy, who was actually the owner of the house, who would lawn his would lawn the garden, would pick up the newspaper every day, would notice this. And he knew that this guy was not working anymore. He was retired. He knew he was only at home. And so he approaches him one day and says, Sir, I'm just curious. Why do you have to dress up every day? You're just there. This is a safe community. You can actually go out in your PJs. You don't need to dress up. Concern niya, nahihirapan ako para sa wife mo who's washing the clothes. 
And this guy, the man said, in Tagalog, sabi niya, iho. Harang ano niya? Sabi niya, you know what? I dress up every single day and go to this porch because I meet the most important person in my life. Sorry, but I don't see anyone coming. Are you always waiting for him? He's there. He's always there. Every morning, I meet my God. There's preparation that happens for him. He needs to dress up. Why? He wants to be presentable. That's him. Why am I saying this? You know, when we encounter God, there are things that we need to prepare. The Bible says, Sabi niya kay Moses, Take off your sandals because this is a holy ground. For us, there are things that we need to take off to encounter God this 2020. But only you can answer that. What's that? Is it the phone that we feel like will get lost if it's not beside us? And that's why, honestly, I'm stopping using my digital gadget for my devotion. I can't. Nagpe-pray ako. Binabasa ko yung word. Biglang, 12-12. Delivery on the way. So ang prayer ko, kung in, Lord, I pray for the preaching this week, but, and also that delivery, will rec- I will receive it in good condition. I get distracted easily. What are the things that you need to do to prepare yourself to encounter God this year? One of our worship leader, worship volunteers, Matt, the one who was here a while ago, I was talking to him. Sabi ko, oh, kamusta? How are you? I called him the other day. Sabi niya, I haven't been uh, resting. Seven days na ako nag-work. He's a nurse. Sabi ko, oh, bakit? Di ka, dapat di niya. Siyempre, kuyang ko. Hindi I ask for this because I want to not be absent during the prayer and fasting next week. Lord, Christian, a Christian, tong kausap ko. What are we willing to sacrifice or let go for us to enter the presence and the holiness of the Lord? We're almost only halfway. <laughs> But I'll speed it up. As we continue, it says, uh, don't forget, we're fasting tomorrow, so we hope to see you. You know, one of the things that we want to do as a church is to have more space for God in our lives, right? And not only do we want you to know this, that you need more space for you in your life, in your personal life, we want to also create space for you to experience God. And so we have our Amazing Grace. It's a five-week prayer and fasting. But not only that, we're actually officially launching a prayer meeting here at our main hall every Thursday. It's a time for us to pray, to worship, and to experience God and to encounter God in a personal way. I'm going to speed it up. Verse 6, it says, And he said, I'm the Father, I'm the God of your Father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at him. You know, during these three, uh, a few verses, in a very short chapter of chapter 3, Mo- God actually said, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Three times. Three times. Every time he would say something great, he would say this first. You know why? Because he wants to remind us 
that we need to look back at His faithfulness that He has done. That every encounter with God is a proof of His faithfulness. That the things that He had said yes to with our forefathers, He will say yes also to us. You know, sometimes you just need to encounter God to remember that someone is still faithful in our lives. You know, after this part, in verse 7 until 10, God would tell Moses, this is what you will do. You will save the people from slavery. You will do this. You will get out. You will bring them out. I want you to notice this. This is the reply of Moses. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? You know, a lot of us, even me, sometimes we feel like we're overwhelmed with the task at hand. Sometimes we know that the challenges, we don't know what to do. In your personal lives last year, I'm sure there were times that you didn't know what to do, right? And I am pretty sure in 2020 and beyond, there are times that we'll be challenged. And so, just like Moses, we would say this, Lord, sino ba ako? How will I do this? I can't do that. But every encounter with God is a reminder of the next verse. Verse 12. What did God say? But I will be with you. Tap the person to your right. Tell that person, God will be with you this 2020. Tap the person to your left. Tell that person, I am not God. An encounter with God reminds us that He is always with us. You know, the world that we live in is crying for companionship. The world that we live in feels they're so lonely. But for us believers, if we feel that, it means we are not having that personal encounter with the Lord. God wants time with you, just like a father to his children. He wants to remind you every time we encounter him, that I am with you. I'm with you in your problems. I'm with you in your celebrations. I'm with you with your vacation. I'm with you in your faith goals. I'm with you in your breakthroughs. I'm with you in times of crying. And I'm also with you in times of winning. Let 2020 be a life that is with God. Amen? This is my last verse and this is my prayer for everyone. That as we all encounter God, this is our verse for the year. Thus, the Lord used to speak to Moses how? The Bible says, face to face as a man speaks to a friend. Can I ask everyone to stand? And we close in prayer. Exodus thirty-three eleven. Look at that. Our word for today is Exodus 3. And after 30 chapters, you see that the Lord puts it into account that His relationship with Moses is face-to-face and like a friend. But it started with one God moment with Moses. We may been, we've may been believers for, for quite some time.
But you know, some of us might just need an encounter with the Lord. With all heads bowed down and eyes closed. If you want to encounter God in a very personal way, this 2020, just raise your hand so we can pray. Lord, you see your people today. You see us wanting that personal encounter with you. Lord, we want that kind of burning bush that we know that it's you. Lord, we want to experience that kind of miracle that we know that it is you. Lord, some of us just need assurance that you're there, Lord. And so that you, because you are a faithful father, Lord, we will experience that this year. Thank you, Lord God, that we will encounter you not only in a personal way, but in a way that will propel us to live our lives full of you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're a faithful father. You may put down your hands. I want to pray for next group of people, and I'm also praying in behalf of myself. If you're that person just like me, you're easily distracted. That you want to start that relationship with the Lord. But for some reason, one thing pops up and you're defocused. If that's you, with all heads bowed down and eyes closed. Just like me. Just raise your hands as an act of surrender. Yes, Lord. You see our hands. Thank you, Lord God. That even focus even that ability to concentrate, even that ability to enter your rest and solitude will come from your spirit. And so, Lord, today, as people raise their hands, Lord, allow us to receive your spirit that will crave for you. Allow us to receive your spirit that will be consumed by you and you alone. Lord, nothing compares to you. That whenever we enter your rest, whenever we enter your presence, Lord, we will be satisfied that no amount of distraction from the world will come close to you. Lord, allow us to embrace your spirit. Allow us to embrace this life of focus in you and you alone. Lord, you said in your word that seek you first and your kingdom, and your righteousness, and everything will follow, Lord. Lord, the things that will follow, Lord, allow us not to focus on that, but to focus on you and you alone. This we pray in Jesus' name, and everybody of God's people say, Amen and Amen. Give glory to God today. God bless you all. Happy New Year.